0: Welcome to Americana One. This is Ken Paulson, and boy, we've got a show for you today. This was supposed to be a conversation with the great Elizabeth Cook, and it was until in through the door walked the great Carlene Carter. And these women together are irrepressible, borderline insane, and a lot of fun. And uh, we just want to share with you a very special uh, half hour with Elizabeth Cook and Carlene Carter. I'm delighted to welcome Elizabeth Cook. We're at the 30A Songwriters Festival and uh, it's good to see you.
1: Thank you, good to see you too.
0: This is not the first time you've been at this festival.
1: It sure is. It really is. It's the very first time. Oh, wow. I can't believe I got invited. Somebody must have died or got fired.
0: They took 10 years to invite you? Yeah. Something really wrong with this organization.
1: Wow. <sighs> yeah, I'm <laughs> so working on them. I'm, I'm wearing them down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing them down.
0: Well, I have... Um, spend a lot of time in journalism and the media but i'm a little intimidated talking to a master radio host oh wow boy are you good
1: um, you know how did you how did you pull i don't know this about up? master like <laughs> plastered maybe but <laughs> no it's the i don't know i mean i don't really uh to be honest uh you know not to pull the curtain back on it too much but i don't think about it a lot um that show i don't have time to think about it well and
0: elizabeth cook's apron strings is yeah, what we're talking yeah. about yeah
1: and you know i'm I, I do consider myself a songwriter first like that's how i got that gig so uh, my energy and is focused on writing and recording and touring but this radio show happens every day it's kind of incidental well it's, it's wild. uh,
0: it's and s- you're very charming and you're very knowledgeable thank you and i will tell you when we began developing wmot as an americana station you know we we uh, i talked to other people about you know we need that kind of personality on this station because th- what's so clear about the show you do is uh you are uh, also a very big fan and and if you, if there's somebody you admire you can make it crystal clear
1: <laughs> yeah you know well i i am i am passionate about it. And I, I have a love hate relationship with music, I think, because of my upbringing and coming up in a honky tonk band and, you know, full of alcoholics and, you know, poor white trash, for lack of a better term, in Central Florida it was not a fun place for a kid. And so I associated music with that lifestyle. And it, it was upsetting for me for a long time. I couldn't stand the smell of sound check, would make me nauseous because mm. it smelled like the bars. But, um, you know, I still always loved music, but it was a very introspective part of me. So it took a long time to work through that.
0: And yet you pursued this as a career.
1: Well, yeah, because, you know, after I, I went to college uh, against my parents' wishes and I uh, double majored and uh, got a degree and I went to work as with a, a, like a fancy uh, accounting firm. And man, that job really sucked. That really sucked. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I got a deal to write songs, kind of on a fluke, out of the blue, and I I took it, and I took a huge pay cut, and I slept on the floor of a publishing company for three years, made my first indie record in
0: 1999. I, uh, I think the first time I heard your work was probably the Blue album.
1: That's it. That wow, well, no, you know that. I, I Whoa, know that man, that's deep catalog. <laughs> I'm impressed. Well,
0: and I listened to that. And I can hear Elizabeth Cook, um, but you're in a different place now.
1: Well, yeah, and same. Um, it's funny, uh, those those are out of print. There's like five in existence that I'm aware of <laughs> in my garage. Uh. And I uh, was mining through stuff and unpacking in the house that I bought, and it was like, oh, here's this record, you know? And I put it on, and I played it for some young people that work with me now. and. It was funny to hear it all these years later and through their ears, and I I hear that. I hear like, oh, I see where I was going. Right. You okay. know, it was still there, but I like to work. I'm very challenged by, by it, and, and so that drives me to keep trying to get better and more interesting. And you get more life under your belt, and you just have more to say. Right. You know, the older you get.
0: Well, and uh, and I, I guess I f- hear a more confident person later. I mean, like balls, you have to be very confident to sing <laughs> that song. <laughs> yeah,
1: for better or worse, <laughs> I was confident. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I. I found out you can't say balls on the Opry. I didn't know that. You know, learned of that. Oh, Lord, look well, who just walked in here. Look who's come in. What? P- pull up a chair. Car- hey, oh, hey. Ladies and gentlemen, on, girl? the legendary
0: Carlene Carter has just sit, walked in. Sit
1: down and get in here in this microphone we're with gonna, me. Like this it's been
0: doing. Uh, oh, that's good. <laughs>
1: meow. Meow. We're, we're, I'm like Big Bird
0: here. <laughs> we're, we are, um, we're actually talking about uh, her big career record. Uh, which was poetically named ball so
1: yeah but you know when i met carlene uh to segue here i had just made welder and i was on a tour for welder and i was playing in santa barbara and i got like a a note i don't know it's like a guy rode in on a horse i don't remember i don't think i had text <laughs> messages then but somebody came in and told me he's like carlene carter wants to come to the show tonight plus one i was like you that's not funny and that's a cruel <laughs> thing to say and uh she came and we i i feel instantly hit it off and she wanted to talk about welder because she had a record she wanted to make called carter girl and right. she and she wanted to talk about don was and get the scoop and me and i was just like wow and i made a sister for oh, life Oh my
2: goodness and then i had her come to scene on my record carter girl and i she said well how much do you want me to do i said well at least two, if you will. Anyway, she did six. <laughs> <laughs> so she is an honorary carter girl. She worked me good. I'll take I it.
1: Did. I'll take it. So clean. You know. I told him your car's creepy, man, and not in a gangster kind of way, but in a hurry. In your Camino, Camino,
0: Camino, Camino, Camino. it doesn't surprise me that you like each other it really is oh it, no
2: we i adore her she's my bestie uh, she's
1: yeah. my girl
0: there's a a free spirit there that um, pervades both your careers.
1: It makes some people nervous. <laughs> well, I think we yeah. Fall. Oh no, we scare the hell out yeah,
2: of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. But but.
1: <laughs> well, let me know s- if, if you it's see a, it's a signs fun. of me shaking here. It's, it's fun. You're safe. <laughs> okay, You're I'm good. Safe. Oh, yeah. we yeah. like you. So All it's right, good. that's good. <laughs>
0: um, well, let's just, let's turn this into a dual interview, and it'll it'll, it'll oh, be wait. magic. This will make it easy. Um, I was just saying that uh, uh, the blue album was the first thing from 2000 that I heard. Elizabeth, do in your case, I first heard you on uh, I guess it was Warner Brothers' solo album in '78 or something mm-hmm. like that.
2: Yeah, that was my first record.
0: And uh, but I, I I am such a geek about musical shapes uh, that that <laughs> that record. Amen. <laughs> Thanks. It, that is, uh, and your affiliation with Rock Pile and the boys mm. that had to be a really fun record to put out, right?
2: Well, I got to tell you, it's was like uh, I think Elizabeth and I share this in common is that we have had we follow our hearts musically. And it doesn't always fit with what people think we're supposed to be like. And I don't even know what they want us to be like, but (laughs) they got what they got. And uh, at that time, it was a perfect time to be in England because it was when uh, I didn't have any parameters or genre restrictions. It's like I could just do what I like to do, which was basically rock like hell with a country twang. how I started out and the record I made musical shapes that you're talking about was actually my third album but that was the record I went to England to make but it took me a couple to get there uh-huh. yeah
0: and and both of you had kind of a slow burn to to relative stardom uh, I mean you know you had yeah you're making records in 78 but but it's not until about 1990 that you have your breakthrough right and as you said you sold like five copies of the blue album that mm-hmm. you know is does that require a certain level of Patience and confidence?
1: Hey, 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 yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's some combination of resilience and just stubborn. Uh, <laughs> you know, can't be told no and can't be told how to do it and can't be sent away um, and dismissed. No, we will not go quietly. <laughs> we will not go quietly. And so I think that maybe they think it's not worth the fight. I don't know, but um, yeah, but then the more if you get to keep doing it on your terms and, and you can get to the fans and people that respond to it, then you can start to persuade the gatekeepers that they need to be supportive and outside of that, stay out of the yeah,
0: way. Yeah, and, and that's um, happened with both of you, really.
1: Yeah, well, she's like, I study every single move, you know, and, and <laughs> oh, Lord, don't yeah, <laughs> study. Well, the good <laughs> and the bad. Well, yeah, well, there's a lot to take. and hey, same here, you know, we learn, Yeah. but, um, yeah, you know, and it's, it's inspiring to me, and it's inspiring that, you know, now that she's moved back to Nashville, and that's just a dream come true for me because when I, you know, would see her in Santa Barbara or LA, I was just like, "Please come back and claim your crown." Oh. you <laughs> know, I don't think that people, you know, I don't think she, I don't. It, I had a sense that she didn't realize, and that Nashville didn't even realize, and that Americana community or whoever, like how important she is and oh, yeah. what a pioneer she is to help sort of pave the way that a lot of us are going, and and uh, so I just felt like. Her presence and her whole journey is like super relevant um, to thank a lot of us. <laughs> thank you, honey. Well, true. I moved.
2: I moved back to East Nashville because Elizabeth lives over in that direction. Uh-huh. So I had to be near, near my friend and it's great. I was sitting on my front porch one day doing an interview for Rolling Stone and it was like it was timed perfectly. Elizabeth goes <laughs> by with Jason in the car and they're like, hey, and the guy's like, oh my God, there's Elizabeth <laughs> Cook waving at you and you guys are talking on, and you're on your porch. So that was like a surreal moment in a way. That's and very Nashville. So perfect, Very yeah. East
0: Nashville, I should say. Uh, and, and a common denominator both of you have. It, it's interesting, um, the opportunities Elizabeth has had not because she had a million-selling record, but just because she lights up the—I mean, the Letterman stuff. Mm-hmm. People just, people just like both of you. You, you see you on the—I don't know what it was—CMT, maybe? Oh, oh, probably, had, uh, probably TNN, TNN, stuff too. Oh, yeah. You know, you'd be a guest down there, and and, and it would just be—you know—people really liked you on the screen, and that, and and you're probably, um, probably not quite as well-known for your television as your music, but. It's been a dynamic in both your careers because I, I think it's about being probably irrepressible. That's, uh, that's the adjective <laughs> I'd apply.
2: Well, we just are what we are. That's the way I look yeah. at it. We And you know, there's really no like filters going on. So that can be uh, really, really beneficial as far as like winning over a crowd when you when people are there and they're waiting to see you burst into ring of fire any, yeah. at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no, no, there's a whole Literally lot Literally and figuratively, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. So, so let
0: me ask the same question about of both of you, if you look back at your collection of work, your discography, which album would you pick out that you say, yeah, that that's the real Carleen Carter. That's the one I'm most proud of. That's the one that most reflects my talent and, and beliefs.
2: Wow. Okay. For me, I think the last album, well, it's, it's, it's a split between two. One was Carter Girl, which was my tribute to my family's musical le- legacy. And so brilliant. It, it was such a, a healing thing to do, and I felt like I was doing what my was asked of me as carrying on the music. But the, the one I did before that was called Stronger, which basically right. a lot of people didn't hear. But there was a lot of life songs in there, and I'm really proud of that album on the for The songs that I wrote on it—not I won't say necessarily for the record I ended up making, but for the songs that came out of my heart—and I would love to re-record it live. Yeah. What I'm kind of thinking about might be kind of fun because a lot of people missed it, and um, I sure, you know, I sure liked making the record. I started out making it with my brother John Carter out at Cash Cabin, and um, and that, and then I wanted to add some stuff to it, so I ended up doing it with John McPhee from the Doobie Brothers, and he ended up putting uh, steel and fiddle on, air, anywhere there was a, any space of, for music, <laughs> there's like, he's like, oh my goodness, I can play steel guitar on this. Oh my God, I can play fiddle. And so it, it kind of ended up a little heavy on uh, music, but I love John and he was great to do that record with. But yeah, those are my two, and musical shapes too, because that was when I first felt like I was being my true, complete, authentic self. Yeah. Because I don't think I really knew my true, authentic self yet in my first couple. How about you?
1: Well, I would say, th- yeah, I mean, I can identify with the way she's describing it because it, for me, it's like I'm not there yet. You know, it's like it's an arc that there's not a point. You know, it's like there's an arc. So I can see milestone parts. You know, I feel like, you know, I had the Blue record, which was sort of like a, my launch, and then there were the Music Row years where I had major label record deals on Atlantic and Warner Brothers, and, and I, that just ate up years of my... 20s with publishing deal and it was the height of like Faith Hill and Shania Twain if you were blonde and you know under 130 pounds <laughs> they had a certain idea about how they needed you to sound for, to be successful on radio and I was writing weird country songs and it was just it was just a real bad fit on every level so um, I defected and I stole a bunch of demos from Warner Chapel and made a little record called This Side of the Moon and put it out myself and then 30 Tigers and Dave Macias picked it up that led me to make um, Balls. Balls is the first time that I had creative freedom. Rodney Crowell produced the record. Um, I was flapping around in the dark. I wrote a lot of little country ditties. Um, but, I was, but I was, you know, I was free. I was just trying to find my footing. And then by the time Welder came around, I was starting to find a narrative. So there was El Camino and his Sister and then uh, that was 2010 for Welder. So welder was important and welder was the first one that i would say okay a little sigh of relief and then six years to exodus and you know exodus marked a you know um i think it's sort of like carlene stronger i feel like a lot of people missed it i feel Mm. like it uh was very heavy and dark um, reflecting a lot of heavy and dark stuff that had happened and um, so now I'm feeling like no excuses, you know, on the next one. So <laughs> and we're working Tell, all tell that. us all
2: about your next one, which you've just, just finished recording in L.A. Oh, it's a secret.
1: But it's I'm going to do it. Oh, no, 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 it's not that big of a secret. I mean, I think people know we've got something in the works. And, yeah. and when we're ready to, uh, to really, like, let it all hang out, you won't be able to hide from it.
0: We're... we're <laughs> We're only 100,000 watts. You can tell us. Yeah. We won't, <laughs> we won't,
1: <laughs> we won't it's we really tell anybody. Matter of fact, right. I'm hoping I'm about to kidnap her into my Sprinter with a Bluetooth and play her some roughs. Yeah, so. Um, so we're we're working on it. There's a lot of uh, things to still figure out about it. So I can't even say a release date or anything that's yet. Great. So I hate to string people along too much without knowing more myself, you know.
0: Well, both of you are taking... Too much time away from recording as uh, carlene there were a lot of years we mm. we were just waiting for you and yeah you came back stronger i needed to get well. my
2: life together you know i i kind of like i'd worn myself out on the road and i've, I've had many talks with elizabeth about this about how we pace ourselves and you know i've got a, a, about 20 years on her uh fif- at least 15. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite be your mom, but maybe I could have. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I needed to uh, get my get my life together because I always felt like when I was not my authentic, 100% clear Carleen, that I'm cheating somebody. The minute I'm on stage and I'm going on automatic, I feel like I'm cheating somebody. So in the 90s, I toured so much. I mean, I was really wearing it out. And I had the absolute fortune and honor to open for just about every hat act there was and play in front of thousands and thousands of people. And, uh, but it really took a toll on me emotionally and physically and I ended up falling into a really bad area in my life and I just couldn't come back until I had that stuff put away. Yeah. And uh, that stuff's gone. And I'm a rocking yeah, like yeah.
1: hell now. Well, <laughs> as rip it up. Yeah.
0: Although I'm not sure Elizabeth Cook is the best influence you
1: <laughs> have in your life. Or <laughs> well, maybe I am a good influence. I, <laughs> there you go. Well, there right. you go. <laughs> I mean, no, I think good. it seems to be working. I mean, the one thing that I think people can count on from what Carlene does and hopefully what I aspire to do is that, we're not manipulating anybody, and we're yeah. not to p- pretending to be some perfect, you know, smart, clever, finger-picking giant, you know, artist. I mean, we are bleeding up there, mm-hmm. and, and it's real. And so for people that care to relate to music on that level and not a judgy level, then we you your girl absolutely we're your girl i like that that. we'll (laughs) call our band that we're your girl girl. oh
0: absolutely and uh your first mission should be recreate uh musical shapes live I'm sure the long players would just on, do this yeah. in a second. They would, you know, they would do you think I could get
2: Rockpile to come out of retirement? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the ex-husband yeah. Nick yeah. would be yeah.
0: <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> I was just he sitting might. here trying to figure out what your legal re- re- connection was to Rodney at one point. Rodney Crowley. Oh, Rodney would,
2: was my uh, brother-in-law.
0: He was actually your brother-in-law. Yeah,
2: and actually yeah. I started my uh, career. Rodney went with me to England. Oh. And uh, he you know, he was managed by Hank. By... Um, uh, Ed Tickner and Martin Smith who managed Emmy Lou. Yeah. And I was managed by them and they had me go with, Rodney came with me to hold my hand basically uh-huh. and kind of guide me and as it turned out he had a different idea of what I should be doing than Dave Edmonds who I went there to make the record with and I loved them both so much that I just fired them both rather than get in the <laughs> middle of it.
1: <laughs> well,
2: that's the kind of stuff you got to yeah, do. Yeah, right. And then that's people right. think you're a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's messed up but, about you know, it. if not for that, I probably wouldn't have my nieces from Rodney and Roseanne because oh. then they yeah. they became together and, uh, you know, a little dynasty going on there.
0: The world does need a map of the Carter Cash family. It's, uh, that's a tree. There's a ton of talent in that family. By the way, I just want to mention very briefly that uh one of the best days of my life was the day i I met you in passing you would never remember it it was the night johnny cash received the first amendment award from the first amendment center where i was president in nashville and it was the first americana music conference and you were there with your with june and johnny and you all got on stage that night Mm -hmm. and and i mean it was not that long before. Johnny passed. It was probably a couple years. but Was it
2: like 2001? 2001.
0: 2001 and It, it was the yeah. whole family up there. And I think Tiffany was up there. And you were there. Yeah. And it was one of the most moving nights of my life. And, and Johnny wasn't well. We actually had to lift him up on the stage. I
2: do remember that. To get yeah. there.
0: But uh, that was. Uh,
2: and I've got some pictures of that night. Yeah, which w- I just loved. And uh, yeah. Those, those, I, I, My mom always used to say this. And I can attest to it. There's nothing like singing with family. Yeah. And that was one of the things about my friend elizabeth that i always felt a real that same feeling that other voice that we make together that third voice that comes Mm -hmm. in of two people singing together and that was the way it was with my family the way it is with my sister elizabeth that's great
0: i um it's nothing like singing with family and nothing like doing an interview with elizabeth cook (laughs) And Carlene <laughs> Carter, you are an absolute joy. What Thank do you, you want? I mean, th-
2: yeah, th- we can tell you lots <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> what do you want?
0: Life? Thank you so much.
2: Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.
0: Our thanks to Elizabeth Cook and Carlene Carter. Please check out our podcast. You'll find it on all the reputable podcast providers. And stay tuned for future episodes of Americana One.